What's up, guys? Casey and George back. Uh-oh. I've been trying to teach my boy how to say that lately, George. He's not getting there quite yet, but he's learning. So, uh-oh, Casey and George are back on another Tuesday at 5 Eastern, 4 Central Time, 3. If you're way out there still working on that left-hand coast, see Quez the Ducks in here already. Nova fan, Gator, Super Cop, Barn. We got all kinds of people in here already ready to go listen to some GBR live, man. We got a good topic for you, but first, we always have to thank those people that keep this free for the viewer, which is starting with TSR Racing Products for your Power Glides, Turbo 350s, Turbo 400, and 727 transmission products, BRG 3D printed parts, anything you need. Brian Garrett will print it up for you using state-of-the-art CAD software and 3D printers, printing with high-tech plastics and polymers. Syntex Printing, who made this shirt right here that I'm wearing right now. Temple, Texas, stickers, shirts, brochures, etc. Get anything you need from Syntex Printing over there in Temple, Texas. Driven Racing Oil, best oil to use with methanol, hands down. I just drained a whole bunch out of the Nova. And uh, let me tell you, George, it looked pretty much brand new. 50 passes on that bad boy. I'm thinking once my fast car is done, I'm going to run the new, new in it, drain it out, strain it out. Probably put in the Nova because I flat out just feel bad for wasting it, be honest with you. Use code GBR10. Get yourself 10% off your order of Driven Racing Oil, and that goes for anything on their website, not just oil. Proform Parts. Visit ProformParts.com for all your carburetors, alternators, starters, radiators, distributors, tools, and much, much more on ProformParts.com. And, of course, Crew Chief Pro Software. The weather's getting ready to turn. Hit up Don Higgins at crewchiefpro.com and definitely get that software. It will get your dial-ins in order. I know it helped you out a lot this weekend, didn't it, George? Sounded like you were on a string for a while. Hey, man, I tell you what, if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. Before I get going, though, uh, thoughts and prayers out to everybody in the South. Um, hurricane coming through. Uh, I hope everybody's safe. Keep checked in if you can. and. And uh, steer clear of that old storm that starts with the eye. We know that all those hurricanes that start with the eye generally like to do um, some intense damage. So um, shout, thoughts and prayers to all you guys, man. But, uh, yeah, Casey, dude, crew chief pro off the, off, the, off the doggone trailer, man. It had me guessed within a couple of thousands. Um, didn't think the, the truck would be able to run a 603 in 155 degree track temperature at the start of the event. Um, crew chief was showing me at first 297 degrees outside. That makes sense because it's testing the air, trying to pull down from a hot chassis or whatever it is with that body to get it down to, to accurate. Ended up being right at 111 degrees uh, on my crew chief pro software. So, um, before I get going any further, we got to shout the Crew Chief Pro software out. And then at the same time, we got to shout out the crew at XRP. Um, we probably were hottest, uh, maybe not as dry or excuse me, not as humid as everywhere else. But 111, I think, showing on my on my uh, Crew Chief Pro. That's pretty doggone hot, man. So um, shouts out to uh, to Crew Chief Pro or excuse me, to uh, XRP being able to get a surface underneath us and uh, making a pretty good race out of it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's uh, It gets rough sometimes, man. About August, it seems like. It just gets unbearably hot anywhere that's got south in the name. You know what I mean? So uh, it's, I mean, whenever me and Justin were sitting in my trailer a couple weeks ago, man, and Justin kept saying, man, I can't stop sweating, Bo. I can't stop sweating. And I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, it's, I mean, it's hot. And it gets to the point sometimes where you're like, man, 
we need some sort of AC or something rather than just sitting here like low lifes in the trailer, just staying in the shade with a fan in my lap. You know what I mean? But uh, it is what it is. You still have fun either way. I know. Uh, I know you did all right out there this this weekend, didn't you? It wasn't too bad, man. Um, I got to shout out a couple of guys who helped me out quite a bit. Old Vince Taylor, old Kevin Little. I know uh, those guys. Uh, they might not know it, but uh, you guys kept me in a pretty good groove there. It's it's easy to be in the groove when you got people watching your back and in your corner. And old Kevin Lloyd caught uh, caught some antifreeze on the track right before, right in front of me, man, in the burnout box and uh, up by the starting line as well, and and had them clean it up um, there at the second round. So. Luckily, he was out there looking out, man. It was in the center of the track. They did a good job getting it up before I went down the track. But uh, at that point, it was so hot, I'd already sent my wife home, who who normally looks for that type of stuff. And and uh, she took the boys home. And come, I'm tell you what, my air conditioner and, and the breakers on everything, just everything was surging. So I was tripping breakers on the motorhome and having a hard time trying to get some, some cool air rolling through that bad boy for my kids and my wife to be here. So, but... But uh, yeah, man, I got on a pretty good groove there. Uh, Mo sat down in a in a, his own groove for himself, and then he kept telling me I could hear him. Hey, you know, hey Bonehead, if you don't screw this up, I got your back. Uh, well, <laughs> fifth round, I kind of screwed it up and uh, dialed myself out by three thou. Uh, it was a pretty tight drag race anyway, but to the wood and couldn't get there, big dog. So uh, one of those things uh, ended up bowing out right there at the fifth round, and and. Um, Got in a real good groove. That's hadn't been in a good groove like that all year. You know, Casey, once I get in a groove, kind of hard to kick me off that tree. But uh, got in a pretty good groove there. That's good, man. That's always uh, it's it's just like they always say about golf. I feel like they always say that if you have one good hole, it keeps you coming back. Well, it's kind of the same thing with racing. That's why you can get your head beat in. And, uh, you know, we've all had those days where you lose first round buy back lose second round but you always come back the next day because you should have won that round if it was running anybody else type scenario and this is this is something that you know we can just start here casey i know this isn't a topic uh, of the day we we really don't have a topic for the day but i just want to throw this out here i started first round like i said it was about 100 and 110 i had a cramp in my leg a cramp in my back a cramp in my shoulder I still let it go 15 somehow, okay? So I'm like, all right, I at least even through all of that, I let go 15. Stripped a few numbers out, come up second round, had a cramp on my leg, a cramp on my calf, a cramp on my toes. Uh, I hate it when I get them on my toes, especially my brake foot, you know, but so I'm, I'm sitting here pushing my foot as hard as I can up against the, the roll cage there right next to the door to get the cramp out. And, um, man, it just didn't want to let loose. Well, let go 008 that round, so... <laughs> I don't, I don't really care if the cramp was there or not, and it kept going from there, you know. So every round, I had a cramp. What is it that you guys out there are doing? Is it just me? Uh, am I the only one who cramps up like crazy in the heat? I drink as much water, as much electrolytes, anything. I drink a, probably a, a whole jar of pickle juice. It didn't matter, bro. I was cramping up like crazy in that vehicle. What are you guys doing out there to not cramp up? Let's just leave it in the chat, whatever you got. But... Um, Man, it got me. That's all I got. It got me good. Uh, bracket racer over here saying, uh, "Gotta drink Gatorade." Man, I drank about a gallon of that the other day. It wasn't helping. I think at a certain <laughs> point, man, I think it just gets so hot that it just is what it is. I, I, those track guys, man, hats off to them for standing out there on that hot asphalt man. between all those hot race cars with no shade. You know, whatever they got, maybe a pop-up canopy. But I tell you what, man. Uh, 
I don't know, maybe those cool shirts. That would be a good idea to have whenever you're doing that stuff. Yeah, you know what? And Vince Taylor had one of those on, and he's keeping his body cool, and I'd come up to the to the lanes with a nice old rag that he gave to me and kind of keeping my body cool, and that did start to help. So I don't know if it was muscle fatigue after trying to get the, to get the generator to keep the motorhome running. I mean, I really didn't sit down. Um, got both my boys there, seven and four years old, plus my wife. I'm I'm trying to make some type of a cool shaded area for them to sit in too. And uh, gee whiz, that just didn't work out for me. Uh, but it ended up being a good night. It's like uh, in basketball when I used to play. Uh, if I come out for warm-ups and I'm missing every single shot, well, you really don't want to see me when the game starts because I'm not going to miss. <laughs> so I, obviously something like that must happen in racing too where everything's going bad except for on the racetrack or everything seems to be going your direction one of those days man <laughs> hey man hopefully uh hopefully it goes those ways more so than the other ways but speaking of uh speaking of that that gets me thinking man because it's basically september it's going to be september in a couple of days labor day weekend is always the uh the time of year where that's basically gung-ho until winter time everybody's racing hardcore until winter time and I mean, this weekend, of course, we got the Labor Day 250K at Bristol. Uh, what else do we have out there, man? Like, we got a lot of big races. I think King of the Coast is down south, 40 That's Grand right. Nationals. Yep. Uh, we got the Old Dominion Duels, I think, at uh, VMP. Yep. Next week, of course, is the Columbus Fling, which will have the All-Star Race in it. The week after that is the OG Million. So, you know, I was thinking earlier today, I was like, man, because, you know, like we already said, that huge hurricanes coming through Florida. There's a lot of these big money racers that uh, are from that area, you know? And I was like, man, how's that going to affect these races? Well, I think they're probably all out on the road already. You know, who isn't at the Labor Day 250K is probably at the 40 Grand Nationals or King of the Coast or headed to the Old Dominion Duels because there's getting ready to be about a month-long swing of racing, racing, racing because you got – as far as major races go, you got a Labor Day 250K and the 40 Grand Nationals this weekend. So depending on what your poison is, as far as foot break or top bulb, you're going to one of those. Right. Then you go straight to the Columbus Fling in Ohio. Then you go from there to St. Louis to the to the uh, OG Million. And then after the OG Million, I believe that next week is the Bristol Fling. So. Yeah. Which yeah. is going to be single entry, by the way. Yeah, but in between that, I feel like I feel like there may be a week in between because I feel like Rockingham for SFG is somewhere. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to pull up their schedule here real quick, but I know Rockingham's coming for SFG. And, dude, like you said, it's going to be a, a pretty good swing here, right here at this holiday weekend starting this weekend where every local track most likely yeah. has some type of event going on. You're right. The uh, 20th through the 24th is uh, SFG at Rockingham. You're right. So, yep. And then you got that same week, you got the Staging Light uh, October Fast Bracket Nationals, man. So, I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of racing coming up pretty much all the way. There you go. How'd you get that, man? I need to get me some of those. It's too bad. And guess what? I forgot. Michael Beard. Two. Hey. What's up with that, Michael Beard? I know you watch this show. Send me some of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh man here's what i want to talk about because uh i feel like there's been a lot of noise being made lately on this and some of it came from me directly and uh you indirectly just talking to me not knowing that you were that you were telling me about it but uh i want to talk kind of about index racing and not super comp 
super gas, things like that. Just general index racing of, uh, you know, just your on your local level. And it seems to me like index racing back in the day, that's actually what, uh, as far as NHRA class stuff, I think that index racing was started by like, you know, say a gas was like 550 or whatever, you know, whatever it was. B gas would be six seconds, you know, something like that. So it's not anything new. What's new about it is a lot of these places are saying, we're going to run index races and we're not going to allow electronic throttle stops. So you can still have, you know, your, your stop on your carburetor, your stop on your pedal, whatever it is, mechanical throttle stops, which is essentially a bolt, you know, sure. but, but nothing pneumatic, nothing electronic that's going to control your throttle position. So I guess before we even get into it, what are your feelings on that style index racing? Yeah, man, it's a, uh, it's, I like it. I do. It's another, another way to have something to do for a weekend should bring quite the crowd. Um, I've got the schedule up here, which I'll go over for XRP. And I mean, they've got extreme index series going on this weekend. Um, and that's, what's going to be happening for the, for the holiday, you know, where there's a seven O index, there's a five eighty index and there's a five O index coupled with some pro mods. I do believe if I saw the schedule right there, um, there just leaves way for some heads up, some more heads up style racing with a little bit of a bracket field to go inside of it. So you get the ability to pull in, you're going to pull in fans off the bat with pro mods in the building, uh, any type of grudge racing that's going to be there. Well, you're going to get some, some fans off of that type of stuff. Now you get to throw in index racing, which is more so our speed in the bracket world, in my opinion with a 580 car I, i'm not quite there yet but don't be shocked if if old mo ends up in the 580 area or 570s or something to where i have to slow it up in order to be uh closer to that index um so i do like it it's a it's a part of the sport that um gives us more seat time regardless you know you still got to run that finish line you still got to get off the line good and um definitely something i'm liking they, they have great purses um 12 1200 through 1500 bucks each category is what i'm looking at right here at extreme raceway and uh, i don't believe that there's much of an entry to get into it so and, and even this right here the 450 pro my bikes are there so this is going to be a heck of a show um that extreme's going to have surrounded by index racing so maybe it just makes it a little easier for tracks to do a little bit more on the heads up side what do you think casey yeah, man, I, I agree with everything you said pretty much right there. The uh, And especially like the Pro Mod bikes coming there, that's what brings the fans because, you know, what'd you say the index was for them, 450 or 60? 450. Yeah, so, I mean, they're going to be blasting down through there. I mean, that's going to be legitimately like nitrous bikes, turbo bikes, things like that. Um, you know, and ultimately what, what everybody forgets is that ultimately you want the spectators to show up because – if the spectators show up, that means that the entry fees for us as racers are going to be cheaper. That means that the uh, that means that the purses could potentially be larger. If nothing else, it means that if everything stays the same and uh, the track then has extra money, that means they'll have more money for improvements. They'll have more money to put more lights on the track, put more asphalt down so you don't have to park in the dirt. 
um, things like that. But uh, I really think that index racing is just better for fans because the number one complaint about bracket racing is everybody's like, well, why, why are they slowing down? Why aren't they leaving at the same time? Because the whole premise of drag racing is your average person, if you ask somebody, you know, in any city, what's a drag race, they're going to say stoplight to stoplight. Light turns green to both of them go, see who wins. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that if you want to get more fan interaction, you want to get more fans involved. And yeah, everybody can say, you know, bracket racers don't care if the stands are empty. Well, that's true. I don't really either. But what I do care about is if the track isn't making money, the track isn't going to be a track for very long. So I think this is a way to get more people in the gates. And it also opens up the ability for, you know, your average fans in the Southeast, you know, a lot of people like to bet on the cars, things like that, loose change style, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is your average person from the city can do that because the cars are leaving at the same time. They're, you know, going to the finish line, you know, what, more than likely in a, in any bracket race, most of the time, whoever wins off the starting line, a lot of times percentage-wise will win at the finish line. So, you know, as far as all those guys are concerned, breakouts would be irrelevant. Um, it'd be a very small margin, but that would be something to get those people in the gates because it looks like a heads-up drag race. And one car does not necessarily look fast or slow to the naked eye. You know, a racer will understand a six-second car versus a five-second car you know, 5-0 versus 6-0. But your average person, if you see two guards going down through there, both of them going 580, they both look fast. Now, if you put that same 580 car next to a 480 dragster, it doesn't look fast anymore. No, that's a true statement. That's a true statement. And and just piggybacking off a little bit of what you said, you know, bringing in this, this style of racing, you get to bring in a certain styles of of restrictions as well i'm looking at extremes just I mean, this is just the um the flyer that i knew was going to be up casey right before the show when you said this is what we were going to be talking about here i needed to have something to come in with so i brought my other laptop out as you guys can see and i'm looking at the 70 index which runs on the 500 pro tree well there's a restriction that's a little bit different but the the 580 and the 50s run on the four pro tree you know right. what i mean so right. You know, there's no down track throttle stops, like you said. There's only a first round buyback. Um, and, and down here it, it, in Texas, at least, I know that there's an extreme court sort of, I don't know if they call it extreme, but a 5.0 index class put on by Veals Motorsports, uh, at least as one of the sponsors, Mr. Veals out there. Shout out to him. He, he does a heck of a job on the, on the engines if you need something. But um, definitely he puts on a 5.0 back half class. This is the type of class where you'll see a lot of those cars running where the restriction says you have to be a back half class in order to run it. So there's just a little bit more you can put into it. All of this is obviously all door cars. You're not going to see a five-second dragster in this in this uh in this deal. No electric stops as as Nova Nova fan has said here. You know, everything is a tuner's game, you know? Um I like it. I do. I like it as a door car thing too where it's giving love to to those door cars out here right exactly um super comp and a lot of people over here are talking about the uh the no electronic throttle stop idea i'm assuming obviously if your name's super comp you have an electronic throttle stop <laughs> True. Uh, but he says 5-0 is 5-0 doesn't matter how you get there 
I agree with that to an extent, but the other side of that is I think that uh, I just think that it's a lot easier to dial in where you're at, just like a delay box, because that's what it's that's what it is. It's a delay box for your throttle, and it's a lot easier to dial your car in as far as what it's going to go. Really, the best case scenario with uh, index racing with a mechanical stop only is if you're running 60 index your car's only ever been 598 anyway type thing yeah. you know yeah. like that's about the best spot to be as far as consistency goes but it's harder whenever you're limiting the throttle cuz then when the air changes now all of a sudden it's going to be different you can't pick it back up you're going to have to i mean there's there's a million ways to do it but i just think it's easier to do with the throttle stop when you're punching numbers now, I like it, too, because it brings the tuners game into it. It's a whole nother ball. It's just a whole nother game you got to play. I, I recommend Crew Chief Pro to anybody out here doing this, by the way. I mean, it's going to tell you what you got going on. Those weather swings from night to day in Texas could be a, a little bit of humidity pickup, or the barometer might got a little, a few points worse, and there goes a couple of hun. You know what I mean? So definitely, all the more reason to have that Coochie Pro software, at least as a reference point, uh, if you're doing this type of racing. But Casey, man, let's talk about it. The, the grids, let's talk about those things that we could use that aren't an electronic throttle stop that actually act as a throttle stop. Let's kill some timing off the hit and bring the timing back in down the track. What does that equal? Well, it does equal getting to five seconds without having an electric throttle, a throttle stop. But that also equals better use your brain otherwise you're gonna have too much or too little so i like it all right well and over here in the youtube chat uh bracket racer one this is this is what i was getting at earlier that i didn't explain well enough he says it limits the money you have to spend you don't have to worry about someone running up on you 50 mile an hour at 890 and to expand on what he's saying that's what i'm thinking also is a car that runs 890 in the quarter mile should run maybe 165 miles an hour, right? Not 195. So what it's doing is the whole purpose of all these guys wanting to go faster and faster and faster, but still going 890 is because the race is still in front of them because they're on the throttle stop for longer. So what it's doing is it's forcing tight races, which is better for fans, first of all, which was the original concept of what we started talking about. But second of all, what it's doing is it's, it's, limiting you financially because you can only have so big of a motor you can't slow down the motor that much like if you were you could unhook the secondaries on a car that goes 190 mile an hour at 890 and it's still going to go way faster than that index you know on two barrels so i mean it's just i just think that uh I just think that it, it limits the amount of money you have to spend and it also allows for a cool cool rules like what you were talking about earlier where they had that 5.0 class but it's the rule is you have to have a back half door car in it now 5.0 isn't that fast anymore in a tube chassis door car obviously not in a dragster either they've been going faster than that for years but it takes a lot of power it takes a thousand eleven hundred horsepower in a door car in a tube chassis car like that one you just saw doing a burnout on the back of my screen right there to go five flat now if you're trying to go five flat in a car like my nova or your truck well your truck's full tube chassis too but my nova is a back half style car i mean that's a big difference man like i when i had the uh, 468 in there uh i think it was going fast it ever went with 468 it was six o's my malibu went low 590s i mean 
you got almost a whole second to get to that five flat. I mean, you're going to see cars doing wheelies. You're going to see cars spraying nitrous, having pro chargers, like all the cool stuff that fans like, but that 5.0 index limited them. So it's not going to be like LDR. Well, now all of a sudden you got to go three seventies and now you're moneyed out. Huh. 5.0 put the limit on it where it is expensive. It's never cheap to go five flat, but what it allows for is it says, we're going to essentially be a heads up class, but if you go 499, you broke out. So it's saying you only have to spend so much money to get there, but we're still basically, we're still bracket racing on pro trip. I've got home internet from T-Mobile. It only costs 50 bucks at T-Mobile. Just one cord to set up. Say goodbye to that. Car. Home internet from T-Mobile, just 50 bucks a month. I'm glad you said that because this was going to be where I was going to go with this whole index deal. The spin that I feel like we could get from the index classes and, and carry into the bracket race, the, the, the type of racing that's just not easily understood. If you go to an index race that everybody's dialed five flat and one car looks like it's way out on the other, but the other car is coming harder and, and whoa, they both went the same exact number, but one car won and one car didn't. What actually happened there? Are we essentially, and this is a question for you, Casey, and I'll, I'll wait for your answer. Um, are we essentially making it easier for the spectator to understand bracket racing through the index racing in the first place? Yes, that's exactly what you're doing. You're you're allowed. So what's the first thing that happens whenever you're trying to learn something new that, you know, your buddies, your buddies bought, brought you to or whatever. Like for me, for example, it's uh, uh, whatever I lived in. Colorado I had a buddy that loved hockey so I went to a Hurricanes game right I don't understand how hockey works man like there's you know icing and all this kind of crazy stuff and now somebody's fighting so now it's cool right <laughs> and you know what I'm saying so but the point is is that it pisses you off because you get confused and you're like there's too much stuff happening that I don't understand that's how bracket racing is people like us people that are watching this show you don't understand that stuff we don't understand that stuff because we grew up in it. We've always known how to bracket race. Well, the difference is to your average spectator who is, again, going back to what I was saying, that stoplight to stoplight, that's a drag race person. What this is doing is it's merging heads up racing with bracket racing. So they're only learning one thing at a time. So when someone does go down there and they go 499 on the 50 index, now they can say, well, how come, you know, all the guys before that, there were 16 guys before that. Nobody broke out, and the first guy to finish line won all these times, which is what a race is 99% of the time. And then this guy broke out. Oh, well, that guy went faster than 5-0. You can't do that. Okay, well, this guy's already into it. So that was only one thing he had to learn that he didn't understand already. So now he's like, oh, well, that's simple enough. You're not watching guys sandbag holding numbers, one person leaving, the other person leaving later. Like, Think about all the variables that are eliminated for the spectator, not for the racer, because you can still do all that in index racing. I mean, obviously, we were just talking about those guys that go 190 mile an hour, real 890 car will go 160 or something, you know, so they're still doing all that stuff, but they're not sitting here on a throttle stop and another guy takes off and now there's a huge gap in between them and another guy's closing in on them and they're like, well, what's going on? The only reason you should slow down is because you were out of shape or something in their mind, but it's essentially it's merging two major sports into one sport heads up racing and bracket racing and to be honest with you in my opinion 
and you know, people can disagree with me if they want, and they more than likely will. They do all the time. But what that's going to do is that's going to grow the sport of bracket racing, and in my opinion, we as bracket racers should be better in that scenario because we're going to be more tuned to hitting the tree. We're going to be more tuned to driving the finish line. We're going to have more consistent race cars. So anybody in this chat right now that says we shouldn't be doing this for any other reason other than there's not enough cars to do it, why would you not want to do it? Turn the everyday into an adventure. Carry Cart Company. It doesn't yeah. make sense. That's kind of a challenge, too. If you got a reason why not, go ahead and leave it in the chat, which this is going bracket racing. So your your opinion is what we want to talk about in the first place. Feel safe to... to to shoot it down as you as you see fit. I got to call out Ross Gould, though, here, man. He said it should have been never called bracket racing. Call it what it is, packaged racing. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's pretty fitting, man. You, you definitely better come with a package. But, Casey, like you said, man, us bracket racers getting into the index style of racing, I don't know about you guys. I'll speak for myself, but I can see a couple of thou down there at the finish line. You know what I mean? I can tell when I'm uh, 10 or 11 in front or not going to get there by a certain amount of time. It's just a, a level of racing that we have that we could bring to this this style of, uh, of index racing that should, in, in, in Casey's words, give us the upper hand, in my opinion, right? Um, so definitely a, a heck of a topic, Casey. We hadn't even gotten to the verge part of things, which I think we'll come back to as the commercial break ends. Don't forget to like and subscribe, guys, while you're here. Give us just a quick second. We're going to give those uh, those marketing partners a few words, and uh, we'll return right back to you, right back to you on going bracket racing. Hang in there. BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holder, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top-selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. TSR Racing Products is everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394-5889. skinny on the ProForm Slim Fit radiator systems. They are the industry's first and only four inch thick radiator system. That's the radiator plus the shroud plus the fan combined. combined. A complete unit that's up to 40% thinner than others on the market. Fully assembled for performance out of the box. Eliminate the stress and frustration that comes as precious weekend hours are lost trying to upgrade your cooling system with major space constraints. 
the SlimFit system utilizes two patented pieces of technology, allowing for a seamlessly integrated radiator system with a third tank in the center of the radiator where the high-performance fan motor is installed inside the core, not hanging off the shroud. The coolant can flow all the way through the radiator, eliminating dead space. And it looks especially great under the hood. Sleek angles, eye-catching perforations, and a smooth aluminum shroud complete the streamlined four-corner design that defines style and a well-put-together engine bay. Right, welcome back. Welcome back, Going Bracket Racing community. Thanks for joining us every Tuesday, and uh, can't can't do this without you guys. Thanks for being part of the community, leaving your your thoughts, your comments, sharing with your friends and your family, and uh, following us here on the Going Bracket Racing community. Um, special shout out to our marketing partners: Proform Parts, Crew Chief Pro, Syntex Printing, Ken Jones Performance, Team Fourteen, Mister BRG himself. TSR Racing Products and Driven Racing Oil. We can't we can't uh, thank you guys enough for being on board with us. Also, want to shout out the guys at Your Ad Here. If you like what you hear and you want to have your ad on the Going Bracket Racing community, head over to uh, Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel or the Facebook page. Send a message to either George or Casey or both, and we will be glad to get back in contact with you. Get you guys uh, out here so that we can uh, we can get your product out to the community. Um, I had a couple of questions while we were in uh, in uh, commercial break there, Casey. I'm gonna go back up to Tom Worthington here. Tom Worthington says, "Why does it have to be a pro tree? Why not a full tree?" Uh, Casey, you want to take a crack at it first? You want me to just go with it? Well, the main thing would be is just I would say to simulate heads up drag racing. Um, and and to be honest with you, if you think about it this way. Um, Let's just say five tenths because you know your five tenths sportsman tree, your five tenths full tree. That means that you gain a second every single pair that goes through. And if you think about all the pairs that go down the track every single day at a major event, those seconds add up into minutes, add up into hours over the course of a day. It doesn't seem like it, but they do. So that would be number number one and number two, I guess. Also, in my opinion, um, I just I don't know. I think more than anything, it would be because you're trying to do something different. And then if you have guys, say, double entering, if you have them on a four-tenths pro tree, they're not getting any advantage of hitting the tree twice because they're doubled, whereas another guy is single entered in his regular top ET. Because you can have, you can still have those normal classes and just have this as an additional class at these races. That's that's the overall goal. You're trying to bring in more money, more uh, more classes, things like that for the track without necessarily expanding their car count. If it does, that's great, but you're still, it's all about the entries. It's not about that. And I know Tom is one of those people that's not a double entry type of guy. So that would be my opinion on that. Uh, what's, what's your opinion? Yeah, I, li I like it as pro tree again. And I guess we could have just called this a series on how to get more people to the racetrack, how to turn those people into bracket racing followers to where now you have fans in the stands for either type of racing event that you're going to be hosting at your local track. Uh, I like the ability for the fan, especially in the beginning. Index just seems like it could be the elementary of someone coming in trying to get kind of infatuated or understanding of bracket rate or drag racing as a whole, be it index or bracket racing. And so looking at the tree all light up at the same time 
and then the tree changing could it could give just a little bit of a wrinkle as far as for confusion well why did all three yellows come on that time where at this time they're all dropping individually what what's the difference here just one less thing we have to explain in my opinion there so um on top of that though index racing where it's it's not quite like jig super quick where it's an index that you can't go under but you better be fast enough to qualify for the field i do like it in a pro trees format um so i don't know how they do the verge stuff casey which we'll get into you'll have to kind of enlighten me on that i know that's a little bit more up your up your street there as you're going to have a car that can compete in those classes here pretty soon but had another question here too, and uh, kind of I'll, I'll just kind of summarize Tex Griffith's, Griffith's comment. He thinks and and basically throws out the fact that it could be more expensive to index race than it could be to bracket race based on having to speed up or slow down your car. What are your thoughts on that, Casey? Uh, as far as for a the index racing could could actually be more expensive. What if I only have a three sixty eight in my car that can't run five eighty index? Well, the uh that was kind of bringing us to the next topic is it would have to be a scenario where, uh, you know, the, the index racing would have to be something that works at your local track. And that's why I'm also saying that it's, you know, in, in my mind, in my vision, it would be something that would be supplemental to your original program in a in a car, like in a, in a track that, uh, that, needs to have more cars but doesn't have the ability to get more cars because maybe it's just not you know we've all been to those tracks where you might have 20 cars or something like that and it's just there aren't a lot of people in the area it's all about trying to keep the track open trying to get more racing for the people who are there still um you know things like that people who don't have the ability to go somewhere else that's you know there's a lot of little tracks around the area i know the west coast has a lot of scenarios like that now um colorado has that scenario now um you know so it'd be something like that so it'd be something that everybody would go talk about for example if your track has a bunch of cars that run 650 to 70 then maybe you meet somewhere in the middle slowing the car down is never more expensive you can always slow the car down um that's you can only slow it down so much but we're not trying to have a car that's capable of going five flat enter the 60 index class you know so it'd have to be something in that realm um but i guess this would be a good uh offshoot to say what do you think would be a good index um a good index or index is to run something like this if you were talking about your local track not not a track where there's a bunch of fast cars and things like that i'm talking about your little hometown track that's uh eighth mile speed up eighth mile slow down maybe a little bit further type thing, but your typical where we grew up, like I-57 back in the right. day. Right, and I feel like our boy Kevin Grider kind of hits it on the head here. He says he's got his car and it can run the 7.0 index. He could probably speed it up and get it into the 6.50 index. Um, mm-hmm. there, th- that range is going to be something I feel is going to be common at almost any track. 6.0s as well. I mean, if, if, I, if I had to guess... There's quite a few cars that we could turn into index cars that might run the 590, 580 range or the 610, 605, 60 range that if we done just a little bit, we'd, we would have to spend a little bit of money to do so. But if we done just a little bit of a change, we could get it into that 60 class and field the field just about every single time. So I think the six second range is definitely going to be something that is um, capable of accomplishing, especially if we're talking door cars, um, you know. I feel like that that's the number right there, Casey. 
Yeah, the uh, I was going to say probably, and I think Quez said this a little little earlier. Six fifty to seven zero uh, is is the area that would be really good for for one of the one of the index classes because it just seems like to me, like Ake Lot, for example, would be a great example because they have so many cars there all the time that almost every back half door car, in top or bottom, will be somewhere between six flat and seven flat. Right. And you're saying, okay, well, you pick 650. What about that seven flat car? Dude, I'm talking like maybe 75 horse dry shot of nitrous. You could, you could get to that 650, no problem. Right. So, I mean, and they're like, oh, well, now I got to buy nitrous. It's like, yeah, man, but it's, I don't know. I just don't, it's not very hard to go in that range. You can go as fast as 650, very, very cheap. And like it's the, easy. the motor. Yeah, go ahead. It's an easy census based on where you yeah. are. You know what I mean? Like like Loose and Pants here and staying, saying here, Mason Dixon has the 590, the 650, and the 710 index. It, yeah. That's based on Mason Dixon's crowd or breadbasket of drivers in that area. So definitely something I feel is able to manipulate pretty easily in order to make it fit for any any track we have out here. Like if you go to Gateway, you're probably going to be in the 570 range pretty easily. You know, there's a lot of fast door cars out there. You come to Extreme, there's quite a few fast cars out there. So real quick, Casey, before we shift gears, because we got that Labor Day uh, 250K coming up here, man, we got to talk about. Let's let's have a look at some upcoming races, guys, before we get to that particular subject. Got to always keep our eyes open for what's coming out. So let's start with the uh, the good old Del Pelage, uh Memorial Thanksgiving 10Ks. This is going to be a great race out there in that Baton Rouge area, uh, right there at the Thanksgiving uh, mark uh, for this year. I believe it's a hundred dollar, a four hundred dollar weekend entry to get in the box for three days worth of running tens. If I know CP like you guys know him, he's going to have something up his sleeve as far as for a shootout or something of that nature. Heck, you you never know. We might even see some index racing going on at this race. If I know CP, you know he's good at um, putting in what he can uh, to make the show as as good as it can be. So give a, give a look at this race if you're in that area, or even if you aren't, you're going to want to do some traveling for the Thanksgiving holiday. Head on out there, bring your turkey, and uh, save me a plate. I'll be able to get it. Um, and as, as well as, we have the SFG low-budget bracket race coming. And uh, I'm going to be honest, it calls it the low-rate bracket race. I have to apologize there. But that's going to be a heck of a race, man. Run for 50 grand three days in a row uh, for, for 525 bucks uh, for the whole weekend entry you know there's going to be some type of warm-up i think it's 15k there if i can see that uh, clearly i'm sorry you know i have these glasses on so it's hard to see a little bit but um taking 450 entries expect for that to fill up i believe it's called montgomery international dragway now uh, under new ownership new timing system look to, look expect to see guys quite a few more big money bracket races coming to this uh coming to this racetrack um i'm expecting good things out of this one so definitely if you guys are in those areas make sure you hit it up and as always out there in central illinois we got that lucky seven series that's still come that's still going on uh, make sure if you're in that area you get in there seven grand to the winner it's a great purse um pays out great there's a free 10 grand shootout at the end of the year if you made it into the top of the points for this particular event and they got junior dragsters in the house too, so uh, make sure you get out there. The no box uh, guy, no box side of the of the uh, of the field. There, you guys are getting some love out here at the old uh, mid mid state Lucky Sevens bracket bracket series as well. As we get back to it, Casey, we get the ability to bring to the table as a topic 
Labor Day, 250K. Those foot break. Is this a foot break or just no box, Casey? Shout it out. Uh, I believe it's foot break only. Anything Bid Jed does is usually foot break only because, in my opinion, and in Jed's opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, if you're going to hit the bottom, you need to hit the bottom without a button because why, like, that just never made sense to me. Why would you just not run top if you got the trans break? A delay box, I mean, come on, man. JR, our buddy with the most sophisticated six-second door car of all time. Electronic fuel injection, Holly, EFI, everything on there. Still runs the original Dean Bear delay box that's older than all of us. <laughs> I mean, but but what I'm saying is you can get those for probably like $25 if you True. can find them. I mean, they might be expensive now because they might be over there and, you know, they might, they might be going up in value as antiques. True, true. And definitely uh, the older model there. So does he still enter his, uh, have to dial his... Oh, yeah. uh, I think <laughs> he has to do the crossover. Man. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No, man, it's definitely, uh, it's Bristol, baby. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, it's Bristol and Kohlberg Promotions. It's yep. going to be great. Guaranteed $100,000 to win off the foot, man. Did I say I it was going to be great? Yes. Yeah, okay, I was <laughs> yes, just checking, making sure I but said that. Yep. At four, 475 cars pay $250,000. Now, this is what's crazy about this whole race is, first of all, like you said already, it's at Bristol. That's number one. Number two, it's, you know, the Colbert team always is bringing it as far as being great to the racers, making great decisions for the racers. The WFC was in insane attendance. Um, you know, maybe the 250K won't necessarily have a ton of racers in it. Um, and the reason I say that is just simply because I think it's, I don't know, it's an additional maybe like, I don't know, it's additional something to get in that. But it does have two races surrounding it that are also 10 graders. Oh, I see how you are not turning the sound off for our show. That's that doesn't rude. happen that often. My, my bad. bad. So, no, anyway, man, uh, I'm looking through the flyer here right now. Uh, $100,000 guaranteed to win off foot. If they get 275 cars, it's going to be 110000 progressive purse all the way up to potentially a quarter million dollars if they get 475 entries. I'm not seeing where the difference is uh, on, I don't know if you have to enter everything as a whole. Um, but anyway, it says a thousand dollars to run a 10 grander, potentially a 250 grander guaranteed to be a hundred grander and a 10 grander and it's foot brake only. So whatever car is going to win this race, typically, I would say your average car in attendance there is probably under $25,000. Maybe, know? maybe, uh, definitely average wise. Matter of fact, Casey, that average might be a little too high, buddy. Uh, we might have to bring well, that down a little bit, you know, the the reason I say that is because so the WFC is the one that's the really cheap entry fee, and I believe it's like three twenty-five grand or something like that. Um, this race is a little more expensive, thousand dollars to enter the entire weekend, which is a lot for the footbreak crowd. Uh, they're not, you know, top bulb guys. They're used to spending a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. I mean, I guarantee you, there's top bulb guys this month alone, from this week to this time next month, will probably have ten thousand dollar taps. That's sure. not what foot brake's all about. Sure. So I'm interested to see that as far as the car count. But again, this race has been going on for a long time. It's the OG million, essentially. Well, the WFC, in my opinion, is the OG million of, of this. Break. But this yeah. this would be what the SFG 1.1, the Great American Guaranteed Million, uh, 
what that is uh now the great american 500k things like that what that is to top this is what the footbreakers have for bottom if you're going to pay your house off this is the race you want to win yeah man and they're starting it off good too man i mean if you're on if you're leaving off the foot generally you don't hear 3000 as the purse but there's two gamblers races going thursday and friday looks like it's a hundred dollars to enter and it's paying mm-hmm. round money at the second round where if you lose you get 50 bucks so you get half your entry back right off the rip if you can turn on two win lights um yep that's that's pretty that's pretty big man a three thousand dollar purse uh look at gage birch won it once and devin dudley won it the other time and it looks like nick hastings won it all last year off the off the uh off the bottom so um it's this is set to be a heck of an event is is um what i'll say um and i will continue to 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 shout out colbert promotions like you said casey big jed generally keeps the racer in mind uh i I believe it might be this event where he got pretty mad on the mic one year and said you guys are gonna stop sliding across the finish line like that (laughs) and uh hey he stood up for where what what we needed to be doing there so definitely man i got one question in youtube i know it's off the subject of the colberg race at the 250k but got tom grooms in the chat casey on your side there he says all you'll do is cannibalize your bracket program adding a bunch of index classes i i agree to disagree casey how do you feel about that comment well i personally think that it would uh bolster it because i think it would give the ability for anybody to come there if for example if you have a 650 index car that would essentially be what my Nova is. I mean, I can I can run the Nova down the track and drive it straight back to the lanes and straight back on the track. I mean, now, if you're talking about me doing that running 470, that's not really going to happen, you know? Like, it might happen once, but it isn't going to happen several times in a row. But that 650 car, I mean, I could do that as long as I didn't run out of fuel. Like, I could only make two runs and not run out of fuel because I'm on alcohol. But somebody who had a five-gallon fuel cell and gas was running gas and have a stock size radiator get you a radiator from pro form you know what i'm saying you be right. you'll be good to go they'll keep you cool right right now i i think uh i just think that we got to do something different in the bracket in the bracket community um not necessarily from how we're running our race, because I think we're doing actually a pretty doggone good job at how races are going off, how we're actually treating the drivers at the track. I haven't ran into a bad experience at the bracket, at the racetrack in a long time, so I'll speak for myself when I, when I uh, talk about bracket racing. But what I can tell you is I'd love to see people in the stands. I really would, because it's just going to be good for the tracks. We're losing too many of them. So the, the, the beauty of what we get to talk about here at the Going Bracket Racing community, and thanks for your comment, Tom, because it's, it's comments like this that we want to hear. Um, it doesn't always have to be peaches and cream here, but how could we turn index racing into something good to utilize for the, uh, for the actual bracket program? Go ahead, Casey. Right. Uh well, I was just going to say essentially what Supercomp just said, index in conjunction with the bracket race. So, like, you don't necessarily need to have, you know, a million index classes on top of your regular bracket program. What you do is you say, okay, say, uh, you know, in our hypothetical talk here, we're talking about a small town track kind of thing where maybe you have 30, 40 cars. I mean, obviously, if there's 100 cars, you could do this, too because not all 100 cars are going to fit it or want to do it. But ultimately, uh, what you're going to do is say, 
first week of the month is 650 index. The next week is 70 index. The next week is 50 index. Next week is 470 index. And uh, as far as 470 index goes, the almost every single dragster out there could run 470 index. I bet you 85% of the dragsters out there could run a 470 index class. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and they'll double. Those dragster guys, they'll run as many classes as you'll let them a lot of times. Sure, sure. So, so yeah, I, yep. again, it's it's – it's just able to be finagled good enough to where we could do both at the same time, I think. Right. And and keep it in mind, Tom, at, at the, the, the goal, in my opinion, is the people. I mean, that, that's what I think here. Back at it Racing has got a question directly to me. But, George, why are we losing them tracks? Is it the cost of living? Is it the market high right now? Or is it just low car count? Honestly, back at it Racing, I believe it's just uh, the good old Benjamins. Yep, the dead presidents. Somebody's offering these racetracks enough money to say you can't turn it down, especially right now, uh, where it, it is the cost of living in the market being kind of jacked up to where an owner of a racetrack could be like, well, I ain't really going to make that much money in the next 10 years owning the racetrack. He's handing me this much money up front. I got to I got to go. That's basically what it is there, in my opinion. So a little bit of everything back, back at it racing, I think, is what's going on as, and as to why we're losing uh, racetracks. Yeah, and at the same time, think about it this way, man. Every time you hear somebody complaining to the track, running up to the tower, getting ready to say they're going to the tower to talk to them, that this was bad, that was bad, don't forget about the fact that every time you do that, it makes that track manager or that track personnel, crew member, or the owner – Question, why do I do this when I have this nice open flat piece of land with a bunch of acreage that they could put a housing development on or they could put a truck stop at, any of that. So I would encourage anybody out there as kind of a, a way to close this out, I guess, George, for because we're getting close to the hour here for everybody. Yeah. But I would encourage everybody rather than uh, rather than complaining or having their buddies complain, remind them that this place if it wasn't here what would you be doing otherwise and it's and they they might be mad at the time and say well i'd do this i'd do that well then why'd you come racing that day that isn't what you want to be doing you want to be racing just like the rest of us so maybe next time you hear of somebody complaining maybe defend the track crew or track manager or whatever rather than piling on on them it's just maybe try to teach them there's a right to and, teach them if they don't know. There's a right and way, a wrong way to do it. If, you, if you're constructive with your complaint, it is well received. If you're helping somebody build what they're trying to, and they might be failing at it, but maybe a constructive complaint slash piece of criticism could be exactly what they need to get the program off the ground. And and next thing you know, you guys are racing in, in XRP. I say XRP because that's my track. Casey would say Galat or any of the surrounding tracks that he gets the chance to race at out there in North Carolina. Um, Ardmore, the places that put on good races here, and I'm just enjoying them. I'm sorry, I haven't been to Pine Valley yet. I'll get my chance in uh, out there at uh, out, out west either. I haven't been out there yet, but I'll be out there before too long. Most importantly, don't ever go to somebody complaining when you don't know the solution to the problem. Ever. That's <laughs> stupid. I hate that. I I... That's one thing that I'll never uh, roll over on is just if somebody says this is a problem, okay, how do I fix how do that? You fix well, it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, then if you don't know, then how am I supposed to know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you do know, why don't you tell somebody so they don't do it again? Yep. No. 
Man, Casey, you already said it. The hour got here quick. I didn't expect it to get here this quick, and we didn't even get to really get into Verge, so I guess we'll have to push that off for another day, man, another episode of uh, Good Old Going Bracket Racing. But what do you got to say in closing, man? It was a pretty good topic, in my opinion. Yeah, man, just it's a uh, – I wonder if it's going to be index racing in the future just simply because, like I said, I think there's a lot of entertainment value in it, man, especially when you're talking about the fast index stuff. Um, where you're talking about, I mean, realistically, you could you could make a 430 dragster thing. I kind of think Verge should go that route. The cool part about 450 is every dragster can go 450 anymore. Right. Right. Um, so that's and and their whole deal is based around really fast door cars. Well, you got to have the dragsters at least going faster than the door cars because they don't really look like they're going fast until you get going about 430 or something. You know, so. I would like to see them go to the uh, 430 range, but then again, they're packing the house, so why change a good thing, you know what I'm saying? So ultimately, uh, I'm glad to see that series making some headway. Uh, looks like they have a lot of cars all the time, so to say the very least, I think that uh, everybody should take a look at it. If you have the opportunity and you have a lot of cars at your track, it's very easy to try it out, see, test the waters for it. Uh, and see if anybody wants to do it because you might have a, a little bit of a surprise on your hands if you put it out there. But yeah. Yeah. as always, man, we got to thank those sponsors one more time. Driven Race Noah, use code GBR10, get 10% off anything on their site, man. BRG 3D printed parts, TSR racing products, Proform Parts, Crew Chief Pro Software, Syntex Printing, Ken Jones Performance, Team 14. And if you want your name up there, get a hold of us at goingbracketracing at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook page. Hit us up on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit subscribe, follow, subscribe on the podcast form if you if you listen to that. Seems like we always get twice as many watches and only half the followers, man. So all you got to do is click that so we know you're there. Yeah, man, yeah. And until then, if you don't click it, Maybe we won't see you next Tuesday, but if you do click it, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Another episode of Going Bracket Racing. Thanks for joining in. Make sure you have a good one. Be safe out there. Stay hydrated like I, I guess I didn't do a good job of. And, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.